PodQuest episode 157. It's Wednesday, August 30th, 2017, and I am Chris, and with me is Druden. Hello. Just us tonight. Uh, Walnut is on vacation somewhere. Outer Banks, maybe? Yes? Yeah. No? Yep. Yeah. So uh, he'll probably be back next week, I would assume, unless he gets lost and goes to Florida instead of back up to New Jersey. <laughs> it's Walnut, that would be interesting. So who knows? He just drives the wrong direction, doesn't realize it until he hits the ocean. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking impressive. It would be. Um, be a long way to go and not realize you were going the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, it really would be. Um, so, as usual... If you guys would like to send us any sort of messages, an email at social at one-quest.com. You can help support us at patreon.com slash onequest, or you can just check out more of our stuff at www.one-quest.com. And that's the opening. So, and uh, that's the show! <laughs> so I guess let's get into the news. Yeah. Um, not a lot, like we were saying before we started. Um, Nintendo did have one of their indie showcases, because I refuse to fucking call them nindies. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've, it had 20 games with um, dates basically through the rest of the year and into early next year. Okay. But, you know, it, it's a lot of, as the title, you know, says, like, they're indie games or... And they're not always games that are new. to that are new. Some of them are new to Switch. Like, um, Kentucky Route Zero is going to have a Switch version coming to it. Oh, neat. I've um, heard that's a fun thing. <laughs> and there's also, there's going to be a new Shovel Knight. And okay. a, uh, we already knew about this, but um, the no more, the the new No More Heroes is scheduled for an early 2018 release. Okay. Which I never played No More Heroes too, but I did play the first one, and I remember that being fun. And that was with shitty Wii controls. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you ever play that one? Because I mean, that was out around the time that you were working at GameStop. Uh, I don't think I did. It was like because it wasn't something that ever got on like the Wii demo stations, so. True. Yeah, it's not like we could open those up and put things into them, so. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, for for a game on a Nintendo platform, it was definitely edgier than most. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, like, it worked well. Like, it was it was a fun sort of just hack and slash, and, like, the Wii controls worked fine. This was before Wii Motion Plus, so, you know, they were somewhat janky, but that kind of added to the charm a little bit. Okay. I mean, this was early Wii. I think that game came out, like, 07, 08. So, like, the Wii came out, what, 06? Yo, five. I think it was 6, because it was the, um, the Xbox came out 05, and I think the PS3 and Wii were 06. Okay. I, I... I'm double-checking, just to make sure. Yep, November 19th, 2006. Okay, I was, for whatever reason, I was thinking the 360 was 2004. No. No, that would've... I feel like Microsoft would've had, like, a lot of, um... Maybe backlash for releasing a console three years out. I mean, four, four years was bad enough. Mm-hmm. Not that you realize it was only four years, like until like you really think about it. Like I don't know. For some reason, when I look back on it, I feel like the Xbox and like PS2 era were a whole lot fucking longer than they really were. Well, the PS2 was out for like seven years. No, oh, I actually it went or, nine, didn't it? Well, it wound up going like nine, but it was. I guess it was six years between. PS2 and the PS3. Yeah, yeah. But I, I more meant, like, the um, like the exclusivity of those, like, well, three consoles, because the GameCube was still actually a competitor back then. Yeah, um, barely, but... <laughs> but... But still, I mean, like, hey, man, that's the game, that's the console that got uh, Resident Evil 4 and Wind Waker. T- true. I and mean, everything eventually got Resident Evil 4. And everything but... still gets Resident Evil 4. 
I think mm-hmm. I own it 12 different ways, and I've never actually, like, played it since the original GameCube version. <laughs> and, funny enough, I do not own it on the GameCube. Oh. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think I have it on I have it on PC from, like, a Humble Bump. I have, like, a PS3 version of it. I have the PS4 version of it. I feel like I have, like, I don't know, like, a DS version of it or some shit I'm probably sure exists somewhere. Um, I think, uh, aren't there mobile versions of it? Maybe. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it got released on, like, iOS. Um... But yeah, Game, GameCube had some some other good games. Um, what was that fucking one that like fucked with you? Um, Eternal uh, Darkness. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that game was fun. Yeah, like, I mean, fun in that awful kind of way where like you didn't realize all the just awful stuff it could do. Yeah, but I, I like the GameCube, but it got fucking massacred by the PS2. Hundred oh, percent. But kind of everything did back then. Like the I mean, P- kind of everything did ever. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you go back and look at it, the PS2 just had like the library for that console is just fucking enormous. Oh yeah, there's not a lot of like, there's a lot of good, but there's also plenty of just complete another garbage on it. But like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I you walk in the GameStop now and you look at like any console wall and like it's not there's not that many games like 360s up there, but everything else you know fairly sparse. Like, you go back to, like, a GameStop in, like, 2007, 2008, and look at the PS2 wall, like, that thing was enormous. It was usually, like, it was usually 12 feet foot section, and, like, the bottom six rows were all spined because there just wasn't mm. enough room to face them all out. Yep. What the fuck is a Zebo? Uh, what the fuck is a Zebo? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's a thing that um, Resident Evil 4 was released on, though. Some weird, probably, like, Chinese console. Wow, I didn't. I thought that game was earlier than 2005. Sounds about. Wow, actually, no. I would have thought that would have been earlier than that. I thought it was like an 03, 04 game. Like I thought it was like well before like 360 came out. It was really. (laughs) It was really just like six months, a year before it came out. I guess because it came out January and 360 was like October, November. Um, Yeah, it was November, early November, 05. But but yeah, by the looks of it, it's uh, it it released on GameCube, PlayStation Two. Windows, Wii, Zebo, iOS, PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Android, PlayStation Four, and Xbox One. What are you? Where are you looking at that? Because I need to know what the fuck a Zebo is. I'm actually. I'm, I'm. I actually just opened it up. I'm on Wikipedia. Okay. Oh, it's a fucking of uh, bullshit. It is a three G enabled entertainment and education Zebo. <laughs> it enables like video games and also connect to the internet, communicate online, and run educational applications. The Zebo was targeted at developing markets such as Brazil and Mexico. Oh, okay, South America. Um, they were discontinued in 2011. They they ran from 09 to 11. It's a nice two year run. They had nice Dreamcast esque run. <laughs> they had one gig of flash memory. Ugh. They had an ATI Imagion graphics card. Uh, an ARM 11 clocked at 528 megahertz. Nice. They did have an SD slot and USB 2.0 slots. I'm a little fucking baffled by the fucking CPU, though, for 2009. Mm -hmm. Like, my 2007 Core 2 Duo had a fucking higher fucking speed than that. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Anyway, um, back to those games that Nintendo's releasing. Yeah, well, I needed to know what that thing was. Yeah. Um, Super Meat Boy Forever was also announced, um, coming to Switch first. In 2018, um, a lot of the other stuff just looked 
goofy. Like, it, it's nothing that, like, jumped out at me when I was scrolling through, like, the list of them. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 is going to release on the Switch, but I'm pretty sure that's already everywhere else Okay. well. Maybe. I'm not sure. Apparently those about... games are pretty good, though. Yeah, I've heard good things about the SteamWorld games. And, I mean, there's this one, I, I just like the name of it, it's Yono and the Celestial Elephants. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty good name. Uh, this, the description's even better. Play as an adorable elephant in this puzzle adventure. Legend of Zelda-esque adventure, hunting down treasures. Okay, Legend of Zelda plus elephant, I'm in. <laughs> yep. It actually, it actually looks kind of cool, too. Comes out in October, gets your buying a Switch. <laughs> oh. Mm. <laughs> Listen, man, between this and Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, like, there's, there's less and less reasons for you not to own a Switch. Yeah, that Mario Rabbit sounds pretty good, actually. I mean, like, you can slide tackle people. So I heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, there's 20 games. Um, it's cool that, like, Nintendo is kind of going pretty hard for, like... I mean, because technically, even though they're indies, they're third party. Like, yeah, no matter how you look at it. So it's nice that they're going kind of hard third party, even if it is just indies. Because um, it's just... it. Even if I don't play any of these, like, it's still at least, you know, it's a game that somebody is going to want to play that might sell the console. And the more consoles mm, that sell... I don't know how much any indie game sells a console. <laughs> so You're right. I mean, that wasn't the right way to put it. But, you know, if somebody's on, on, the, on the edge about it, you know, it's like, well, you know, Mario comes out and there's Splatoon and there's Zelda. And then, like, they see, like, oh, like, Super Meat Boy was their favorite fucking game of last generation. And they see that the sequel's coming to Switch. Like, maybe that's, like, the thing that just kind of, like, nudges them over the edge. Okay, and that may be the one exception in that list is, like, Super Meat Boy. Listen, fucking an Elephant Zelda game. Sure, but, like, who's going to actually hear about that game? Like, Super Meat Boy is at least something that... Yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong. ...got into the zeitgeist enough that, like, people might hear about, oh, there's a Super Meat Boy 2, okay. Whereas any, like, even, hell, like, the... Dragon Marked for Death. The only reason I even know about it and went and made sure I looked up more of it was because we know somebody who works at that company. And, like, that looks actually kind of cool. Like, be something I would want to play. If it, especially if it comes out on anything else. <laughs> if it comes out on a thing I own and don't have to buy another thing to play it, I will totally play it. So, yeah, I actually, I did not even see that when I was scrolling through the list I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, there's Dragon Marked for Death, also like you said from Inti Creates, uh, co-op action RPG. Yeah, it looks kind of like a, it really looks like a old school beat 'em up type game, really. But I'm, I guess, with some RPG elements because the characters have levels. But you know, in a thirty second clip, there's not too much to glean from it. Yeah, I mean, from from like what the the thing on Destructoid reads, and from what. Uh... Matthew, our friend, put on Facebook, it sounds like it might kind of fall somewhat in the veins of, like, the, the, um, uh, what the fuck are they called? The, the Mega Man Zero games. Okay. Which I never played them, but I think you they had not. a little more of, like, like a side-scrolly action RPG thing. Like, they were still, like, a Mega Man game, but Zero, Zero wasn't a blaster like Mega Man. He has the, the energy sword thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Might might fall a little bit more in that vein, but I guess we'll find out when it comes out next year, early next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it looks like a lot of the more interesting games are marked for like early next year, maybe late this year. 
But I mean, Mario, Mario Ga- or Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey comes out in October. Like they don't really need any other games to release this year. Like that'll get people through Christmas. Yeah. Like if people buy a Switch for Christmas, that's the game they're going to get. That and they're going to get Zelda, and they're going to be fine until March of next year. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, on to the next thing. PS Plus games got announced for September. Mm-hmm. Now, normally I wouldn't even bring this up because, like, we normally don't go over the PS Plus games, but uh, this one is a little interesting because it's supposed to actually have a VR game in it. Yes. Um, which this list no longer lists that game. Uh, let me go find the updated list. The Strike Vector EX. Oh, wait, along with a special bonus for... I read earlier that it was Riggs was getting... Uh, Yeah, here's a bonus uh, at the bottom of their... uh, This is from the PlayStation blog. Here's a bonus for PlayStation VR owners. PS Plus members in the US and Canada will also get Riggs. Mechanized Combat League as a free bonus from September 5th through November 7th. That's actually kind of cool. Yep. Um, I I played that off of, like, the, uh, the demo that came with the PSVR... Like it was mm-hmm. actually it was a neat game. So, you know, it's it's nothing super special, but if you have a PSVR, you know, it's a free game to play on it. And I think that was like a, probably like a 30 or 40 dollar game because that tended to be where most of them fell. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I mean other than that, I think the the biggest title that's coming out on PS Plus is Infamous Second Son on PS4. Oh, you mean it's not Hato Boy Hato Boyfriend? <laughs> well, I mean that was the PS4 game. Like I didn't get to the Vita stuff yet. So, oh, I mean I mean, that cross is, by. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> you're right. It is cross by. I mean, okay. So yeah, that that probably wins then. Pigeon dating. The fuck that is. Is that what it's, that is? That's the pigeon dating game. Oh, I thought the name fucking looked familiar. I just thought it was some stupid like dating scene I heard somewhere. It is about yeah, pigeons. But that it's about pigeons that makes it better. I mean, yeah. come on, pigeons. Oh, it, it it's actually been out for quite a while. Twenty fifteen. 2011 is when the original version came oh, out. Oh, wow, way longer than I thought. Yeah, it was a um it was a free version in Japan only. Oh, okay. All right. It looks like the first worldwide version was actually in 2012 though. Oh, okay. So actually yeah, it's, it's been out for quite a while. Um but no, Infamous wasn't a good game. So I mean there's that. No. <laughs> I didn't like I, it. I never played Infamous 2. So I liked Infamous I liked, 1. Yeah, same. I did not like Infamous Second Son, is what I should say. Okay. Um, I kept trying it, and like it looked pretty good, considering it was like a launch title for the PS4, or close close thereabouts. Like I know it was in the first like six months. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the characters weren't interesting. His powers were all right, like this the weird smoke stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just I never got into it. I mean, it was still in that weird like it very much followed like the Ubisoft like open world thing where you just kind of went to like each area and did the same, like, five tasks over and over again, even though it wasn't a Ubisoft game. I mean, that was how the first Infamous was, though, so... Yeah, but I don't know. Something about the first... I, I guess because the first Infamous was, like... The, Before the that fatigue? Yeah, it, the, like, the market wasn't oversaturated with that. Mm-hmm. And, like, you also had, like... The characters in the first one were actually kind of, like... Not necessarily, like, endearing, but they were interesting, because they were all kind of assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, this one, like, I don't know. It... Yeah, like, just nothing about Second Son really, like, did it for me. Okay. But it's free now. Did you ever play it? No, I did not. Now's your chance. Yep, I definitely will. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat free. Yeah. In the um, worst case scenario, if I get incredible, incredibly bored with it, just uninstall. Cost me nothing. This is true. This is very true. 
Um, now, to kind of go along with that a little bit, well, um, particularly the PSVR stuff, um, there was also dates for a couple of those games that uh, got announced at E3 for the PS- PSVR. Okay. Um, Supermassive had those two titles that were announced. The Inpatient, which was the prequel to Until Dawn, which actually looked right. pretty cool. And then Bravo Team, which just looked like generic shooter. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember Bravo Team at all. I don't really. It was, it was during the, the PSVR segment of their E3 um, conference, and it was just the single most generic game in that whole list of things. Sounds why yeah. two reasons I would not have remembered it. I think it was also right around the time that like the stream kept crashing, so mm-hmm. there was that too. Oh, three. Re- uh, yeah, actually, I kind of remember them talking about how they didn't really see it on the giant bomb yeah. stream. Um, but so it looks like uh, the Impatient is going to release on November twenty first, and Bravo Team on December fifth. Okay. And the Impatient look it, it looked good, and if it's if it's in the same vein as uh, as Until Dawn, I will probably pick it up. I mean, I have that PSVR. Might as well put it to some use. Yeah. So far, it's basically been Batman. Like, Batman VR, or Arkham VR, has been the best thing I've played on that. That's a bad sign. <laughs> no, I'm, did you do that? Fucking being Batman is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Like you, seem... but, but you get to be, like, you, you go down the, like, you have to go over, you have to hit the keys on the piano to open the Batcave up. You go down the elevator, you literally, like, pick up the pieces of the suit and put them on. And then you can just like reach down to your belt whenever you want and just fucking flick a batarang at somebody's face. <laughs> what when you're All right. when you're just hanging out in Wayne Manor, you can pick shit up off the tables and just throw them at Alfred. Alright, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um and to be fair, there there have been a few other VR games that I've wanted to get. It's just Job Simulator isn't worth forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, like it's stuff like that. It's stuff that like I like, but the price tag is just too high. And I hear um I wanna say it was it's Robinson the Journey is supposed to be really good, but it's really only good if you have that, like, gun controller. I tried whatever that first game, the, like, game that that gun controller came with, that I'm blanking on the super generic spacey shooter name that it has. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it either. Farscape? Uh, no. No. Farpoint. Far, far yeah. Uh, I tried that at that one of the best buys the one time. Got to actually play it for a little while because... I knew the Sony rep who was running the demo there. Nice. And nobody else was coming over to try it anyway. And that seemed okay, but the, the resolution in the, that headset's not great. <laughs> so it's actually, it's pretty good when, when you get it on and, like, adjusted correctly. That's kind of the hard part with any of those v, VR headsets. And, like, the PSVR does have the, the lowest resolution of the three. But, uh, yeah, like, if you don't get it on your head right and sort of, like, get adjusted get it adjusted right nothing quite looks good like everything looks a little blurrier it gives you a headache a lot easier yeah I, and i mean i haven't tried a vive or a rift to really compare it to but i'm, I'm impressed by the fact that like when i play job even just job simulator it really gives you the feeling of being in that space yeah but unimpressed with the overall fidelity of those screens. So I think like the like you just said, I think one of the coolest things is even even though like it's obviously not real, like it does a good enough job of tricking your body into thinking it is. Oh, we so 
like the first time I messed with the PSVR and uh, I forget exactly what happened. I think I, I was at Eric's and I was playing Job Simulator and I think someone moved the camera to like readjust it a little bit without saying anything before it happened and it fucking freaked out on me and gave me a quick hit of motion sickness oh and so i was like oh fuck what just happened you know, where did everything go i i vr motion sickness is just the worst like because it's not like normal motion sickness like if you actually get it like you feel sick for, oh yeah for like a while afterwards i don't know did because I've had I've had it hit a little bit, and like I actually have had to like stop playing and like lay down. I don't know if you if you remember there was actually a um a, a VR rodeo I think it was at Giant Park uh-huh. where like you know and this wasn't the first one they had done either. This was like after Jeff had spent literally like eighteen hours in a headset that one day when they when like the Vive launched or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd played something, and within like five minutes he had to take the helmet off, and I think like Brad went over to play instead, and like. He was just done, like the re- like he was just pale and out of it. The rest of the stream, uh, yeah, I forget what it was, but it was something in the PSVR. Yeah, <laughs> but it actually been Batman now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but, but anyway, like like in Job Simulator, for instance, like even though I realize that that is not a real wall, when I'm like trying to look over into the next cubicle, like I am very much aware that you know my body feels like there's a wall there. So I'm like, uh-huh. I'm yep. like standing on my toes and like trying not to lean on anything. Well, even in, um, uh, in Arkham VR, there's a few points where you, you are high up and you can look down like off like a building and bridge and you feel like you're really high up. And yeah, uh, uh, there are a few spots like that in Farpoint too. Yeah. And like, it's, just, it's a really weird feeling. I had, uh, I had Erica do the, the undersea thing that came in the the PlayStation VR World's disc, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's literally it's like a shark cage experience. Like you literally yeah. you you just sit in this thing and it just slowly lowers you, and you can look around, and it's really cool. Like it's, the stuff looks good in there, if as long as you're not looking too hard at any one thing. Um, but like halfway down, like the winch breaks and a shark starts ramming your thing. And Erica wasn't expecting it at all, and she actually like screamed and like tucked her feet up under her, uh, just be like at just a natural reflex because all of a sudden this thing came from underneath of her and like rocked the thing she was in. Like that's just that's crazy. It's yeah. Like, but anyway, uh, just to go along a little bit more with all this PSVR stuff, uh, Sony did announce that they're gonna have a new bundle available in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be four hundred dollars or five hundred Canadian dollars. And uh, it'll actually have the camera with it. Right. Won't have the move controllers, but it'll be the headset and the camera. Which, other than that big bundle that kind of came with everything, um, mm-hmm. you had to all like the you you would buy the headset and then you'd buy the camera separately. Right. And you, that big bundle was five hundred bucks originally. Yep. But they they also dropped that. It's now four fifty. Okay. Which, right. I mean, really, the five hundred dollar bundle. It's not like it's a bad deal. Like it is a lot of money. But if you add up like all the pieces sold separately, it's it's really just the cost of that. Plus, you get the uh, the PlayStation World's disc too. Okay. Which I think that's like a forty dollar disc. Yeah, something like that. It's not worth paying forty dollars for, but no, getting it just bundled in with this thing that you're already buying isn't isn't a bad deal. Mm. But yeah, all of that stuff will actually be available September first. So Friday. Yep. Yeah, Friday. 
Which, I mean, that's cool. Like, people that haven't gotten a PSVR that want one, you know? So, I don't know if you had seen the dude in the Giant Bomb Facebook group that got two PSVRs for $200 total. I did not. Yeah, he lives in middle of nowhere, Louisiana, and they had the same two PSVRs in stock since the day it came out. Jesus. So they had just been slashing the prices on them, and they hit 100 bucks a piece, and he bought both of them. <laughs> He's been posting all the random video game stuff that they've put on crazy discount. I want to say there were some 3DS games for like three bucks. That's and, a- yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, that's that's not a bad deal. I would fucking impulse buy a PSVR at a hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like I, would, I already have one, and I would do it again. <laughs> um, what else do? So, I mean, sad news for for you in particular. The Meverse is officially shutting down. Oh, uh, I know it so affects me. I can't look at all my weird, bad anime drawings on my non-existent Wii U. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the, I didn't use the Miiverse, but, like, it was kind of neat. Yeah, sure. I've heard some people wondering about the longevity of certain Wii U online games. Well, I know, like, the Miiverse was a big part of Mario Maker. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it was a decent part of it. Um, but other than that, like, I didn't really use it for anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a me that I transferred from my Wii that I made in 2007. Like, that's kind of the only sort of tie I have to it, is literally, I've had the same me since 2007. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, though, I don't think, uh... I don't know if I have the same... No, yeah, no, I definitely have the same one on the 3DS and the and the Wii U. Yeah, I did sync them up. But yeah, I mean, I think it's... It's kind of dumb that they're getting rid of that but still going so hard with other really stupid aspects of, like, the Wii, Wii U era. Like, friend codes. Because fuck mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Or, um, just the backwards-ass bullshit they're doing with voice chat for all of their online services. Yep. Which I don't know if, if you had heard or seen, um, apparently the the headphone jack on the, on the Switch does support a microphone. Yeah, I did hear this. Which makes it even more frustrating that you can't just fucking plug a microphone in for voice chat. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Bluetooth it, or whatever. Like, the fuck? Uh, apparently it supports, like, local voice chat over LAN. Yeah, so, like, if we're all in the same house but all in different rooms, like, mm-hmm. we could voice chat while playing Splatoon. Just using the Switch, not using yeah. the the bullshit app. Yep. So dumb. Like... I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. What the fuck, Nintendo? This was like, um, you weren't on last week, but Richie fully defends nin- that it was not Nintendo's fault that the SNS Classic was just a complete clusterfuck for pre-orders. And while it's not entirely their fault, the majority of the blame lays on the company that just did gave no notice to anybody and let retailers just throw up pre-orders whenever the fuck they wanted. Well, I mean, that's not all, like, the problem from Nintendo's end is just not fucking making enough of them. (laughs) Yeah, 
I mean, they claim that they're going to continue manufacturing through the end of the year, so there will be more. Sure. But it's just one of those, like, if you already know that you have limited quantities, there's obviously a huge, huge demand for it. Why not make, like, a known, like, date for pre-orders? This mm-hmm. way it's not just the assholes that are up at 5 a.m. that are running bots that just buy them all. Well, and then, like, on top of that, people have had their pre-orders canceled again. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, Amazon canceled some pre-orders and told other people, hey, you're not getting it the first day. <laughs> I did see that. I saw that um, they were or, they were sending emails out to people telling them that they're, they're their delivery would be delayed, but they would still be getting it. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, or maybe it was some of the Target Canada canceled pre-orders on a bunch of people. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, no, it's it's not Nintendo's fault that the, whoever decided to put them up at whatever time, but it's their fault for not having enough supply. But so, like, they're... That so they a thousand percent control... Yeah, like, I mean, they control, like, the production of it, but, like, there's no reason why they couldn't have announced ahead of time, we're going to release pre-orders for this thing on August 20th. Mm -hmm. So this way, like, retailers could just click them on at midnight on August 20th if they wanted to, and people would know to, like, watch the website from, like, midnight on if they really, really wanted one. And then there was a weirdness with, uh, I think Amazon changed the product code. Yeah. Yeah, they did so that. So people that had set up alerts for when it went on pre-order through third-party apps didn't get the alert that it went on because they were looking for a different product well, code. Not even just through third-party apps. Like, I had asked Amazon to notify me when they became available right through their website because they have the little thing there and they email you when, like, the item is for sale. And because they did it through a different product code, I never got notified. Okay, so it was even just through Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was a whole lot of bullshit. Um, that is last week's news, though. This uh, yeah, week... t- sorry, Target Canada did cancel SNES Classic pre-orders on people. Okay, that's bullshit, but... Yep. Um, anyway, more of this week's news. The Secret of Mana is getting a remake. Yeah! Now, I wouldn't normally bring this up, except one of the three things it was announced for is the Vita. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, PC, PS4, and Vita coming in eight, in 2018. I, I mean, it absolutely makes sense for a thing to be on the Vita. No, I mean, definitely. And a, like, that wasn't necessarily a, you know, top-tier RPG of the time. But, you know, I mean, it was at that point, it came out early 90s, so it was competing with, like, Final Fantasy VI. And, like, Chrono Trigger, I think, was right around that same time. So, like... It definitely had a little bit of, like, an uphill battle for it, but I know a lot of people really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it holds a special place for a lot of people. Um, and it's it's a full 3D remake, so it's gonna... I think it's probably gonna be in line with those, like, um, like the Final Fantasy IV remake from, like, the DS from, like, ten years ago. Right. It'll probably look a little bit better than that, but still, like, you know, be, be something in that vein. And you know what? I'm always looking for something else I can play on the Vita, so... Mm-hmm. I will probably pick this up. I'm just, I'm surprised it's not coming to the Switch. Like, that seems like an easy thing that Nintendo should have jumped on. Like, because fucking, if the Vita can play it, the Switch damn sure can. Yeah. I I wonder, mm, I wonder if maybe Sony bought up rights for that, or 
who knows, and maybe the Switch version will come out eventually. Maybe. I guess we don't particularly know, but, uh, yeah, it's a thing at least. And I, I do like playing things on my Vita. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, it's a sturdy little handheld. Anyway, uh, the last thing I have is, it's actually a follow-up to something Richie and I talked about last week, so you probably won't have much input on it. Um, but we had mentioned last week that there were rumors going around based on something that Matt Reeves said, who he's directing the Batman solo movie. Okay. That uh, it would not be part of the DCEU. So okay. He, so he was he was directing a Batman movie that was going to be a standalone film and have no part with their like connected universe. And it was it was still it was thrown around that like Affleck might not be in it either. Like he might just do the Justice League movies and they'll just have a different Batman. I haven't seen any like confirmation on that yet. But uh, Matt Reeves came out and clarified that his movie is part of the DC extended universe. Okay, it does fall in that same universe as like the Justice Leagues and the Batman v Supermans and stuff. All right, because I would have been fucking weird and dumb. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Like these. DC and Warner Brothers have already just fucking botched their entire universe. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, this wouldn't be that out of the ordinary. I mean, they announced... I, I don't think you were on when we talked about it, but they announced a Joker standalone movie. Right. That is, like, straight up standalone. It is not part of the DCEU. It's going to take place in the 80s and not be about any Joker that we've seen before. Like, any take on the Joker that we've seen before. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird and stupid. And then they're also apparently working on a Harley Quinn and Joker movie. Okay. That's going to be Margot Robbie and Jared Leto. I, I've said it before that I've kind of I'm starting to feel burnt out on superhero movies in general, and just all this is like, come on. See, I still enjoy the Mar- the Marvel stuff just because it, it's always just kind of like a fun spectacle. Like they don't try and be overly serious usually, and when they do, like. Usually, well, they, usually they actually make a decent series movie, like Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like that is actually a, a pretty good movie. Like when you take in like like the whole espionage thing. Um, but like when you look at like Iron Man or the Avengers or fucking Guardians, like they're just kind of good time. Yeah. Um, and like it feels like DC is and well Warner Brothers is just trying to make it something that it's not. Like they're trying to make it too serious when really it should just be a fucking good time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the best scenes in Wonder Woman were the ones where they were just kind of goofing around having fun. Like, those are the scenes that people remember. No one remembers all the fucking bullshit, like, melodrama stuff that went on in the middle of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess the Batman is part of the DCEU. This week, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) For now. Um, did you have any news or anything? Nah, not that I really saw. That we didn't already talk about. Yeah. Well, what did you get up to this week? Uh, like, uh... Like I said before, the show, I've been super deep in fantasy football prep, so both those drafts, my two main drafts are this upcoming weekend, and we had one, me and my brother had one last weekend. Um, Does that actually take that long? Like, uh, is there that much to it for you to prep? I mean, it depends how serious you want to be. Like, I kind of didn't do a lot for the one we had this last weekend, uh, which was an auction draft. So, like it says, it's people nominate a player, and then there's a timer that resets anytime someone puts a bid in on a player and goes until people stop bidding for long enough. And then, okay, you get that player. That amount of money comes out of your t- 
total you can spend on players. Okay. Until, until everyone has a full roster. And then, so that draft took like two and a half hours. The ones this weekend will probably take longer because they're both live drafts, so we'll all be in the same place. And that means there's no official time limit set on like doing it online where it'll be like you have 90 seconds to make your pick and if it, you don't make your pick it'll just give you someone huh mm-hmm. that's kind of fucked <laughs> so f- we've the last few years we have been doing both these upcoming drafts on the same day uh so the one would start at like noon or one o'clock and then that would take about three hours then we would have a little break and start do the other one, the other league, which was different people, closer to six, seven, maybe. Okay. And then that would take like three hours. So it would be a friggin' almost 12 hour day of drafts, but we've split those apart. My dad did not want, my dad did not want to have both those drafts the same day again. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yeah, because, um, you know, by, like, 10 o'clock, uh, he is making really bad draft picks, because he is pretty drunk. <laughs> usually. So, or, not usually, sometimes. But the l- last year, definitely. He was making bad picks in the fourth, fifth round. I'm like, you're gone. <laughs> this will be fun the rest of the time, because you're just going to keep making bad picks and leave good players for me. Well, so, isn't it kind of just one of those things where you kind of... I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. Um, Like, for the most part, and, like, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you go into the draft kind of already knowing who you want, like, in a best-case scenario, right? Yeah, at least I do. Like, some people will come in with just, like, here's what ESPN's list was of the top players at every position, and then just kind of not pay attention as everyone else is making their picks, and then panic and look down and be like, Oh, I need this. Uh, was this person taken? Yeah, they were taken. And that's what eats up a lot of the time. Because you basically get points based on like a player's performance, not necessarily on who wins the game, right? Yeah, you, you could have all players on really bad teams and still win because they were the good, the one good player on the real bad team or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you have like a receiver and he just happens to... like run for the most yards in the NFL that week. Like he, He's going to get a lot of points yeah, for you. But, like, he could be on, like, the worst team in the league, and he just happened to be the best player that week. Mm-hmm. Um, Some t- like, sometimes quarterbacks and wide receivers on really bad teams are real good because they're losing a lot late in the game, so they're just throwing the ball all the time. So so he- here's my other question, then. Uh-huh. Um, if you're... Do you actually have to have a, like, properly set up team or could you like go in and just like fucking pick nothing but like like linemen well i mean most leagues you're not going to bother with like offensive and defensive linemen um you're picking running backs wide receivers quarterback tight end so you're really just picking like the the like playmakers yeah exactly okay oh well that that answers my question then you don't actually have to pick like each position you just need to pick a bunch of players that are good yeah that are going to get you the the most points. Exactly. Okay, that makes a little more sense then. Yeah. Like, I only ever vaguely paid attention. Like, I, I've never done fantasy stuff, but, like, I've been, like, around it just enough that, like, mm-hmm. 
I have like a, a base idea of how it's supposed to work. Yeah, and I mean there are some leagues where like you will draft this team's offensive line or some leagues where you'll draft individual defensive players instead of just drafting the whole team's defense. And then some leagues where you don't even draft defenses or kickers at all. But okay. I'd say like the standard is quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, kicker, defense. So. Yeah, I, I, I can see that then. Yep. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But I didn't... I, I I know I saw you playing Overwatch. Is that like the only thing that you played in the last like two weeks? Uh, I pl- was tr- playing a lot of Overwatch because of the summer games event. Right, right. That was just running. Did you get any of the cool uh, cool I, I skins got, or anything? I got Grillmaster seventy six. Nice. I that's, did not. That's I my wanted best one. That and the uh, Widowmaker, but I didn't get the Widowmaker. Uh, the Junkrat one was pretty good too. Also got last year's Summer Games McCree skin, the USA flag. Right, I, they released one. all of them, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And then I got both. Also got both the Zarya ones from last year, just in boxes. I never wound up buying any because I was trying to save up coins to get the Widowmaker if I did if it didn't pop out of the box. But I didn't even get earn enough coins to buy it. Uh, and then last night, I downloaded the Trackmania Turbo demo on PS4. There's a free trial you okay. can download. Um, sim- I think Steam also does the same thing, where you can play it online for one hour. So I just messed with that a whole bunch last night. The game's pretty fun. I might buy that at some point. Why not? Like 40 yeah. bucks is maybe a little too much for me oh. for that, because it would be the kind of thing where it's just like, I, I want to kill... 30 minutes let me put this on yeah i didn't realize but, it was that much yeah that definitely but, does affect the is it worth buying scenario yeah i i could see that going on sale this black friday pretty steeply and so it'll be something i have my eye on when that comes around cool um that's it, that's it though uh and then i was just playing a tiny bit of path of exile while i was waiting for you to get on and eh, that game's old yeah that game's okay it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've heard. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I played an old-ish kind of game. Oh, some yeah? More. I played some more Sonic Mania. How is that? It's opinion? real good. I like it. We might. That's another one um, on our radar right now. It, it's worth it. For 20 bucks too, like, it's definitely worth it. All right. I thought it was 30 or 40 Nope, but 20 Okay, 20 um, totally. Like, I got it for the Switch, which is, pro- is really cool just because I can play it just while I'm watching TV, because, like, it's Sonic. Like, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. need to pay attention to it all the time. Like, you can yeah. kind of be listening to something else while you're playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's got a little bit of a story to it, which is nice. Um, I, I finished the, the campaign once, basically. Okay. Um, but the, the thing with this one is it's got um, it's got a, a second final boss fight if you have collected all the Chaos Emeralds. Oh. So I'm now going back and trying to get all the Chaos Emeralds, which I'm really not very good at those levels. Because they, um, right, because you weren't here last week, so you didn't have, hear me talk. So there's two different sorts of bonus levels in this game. Oh, okay. So there's the collect, like, I, I think it's 25 rings and then hit a checkpoint and you get that little, um, the little thing of stars above the checkpoint that takes you to one special zone. That takes you to, um, do you remember the blue ball ones from Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles? Where you had to, um, hit all the blue balls and turn them red without yeah, touching yeah. a red one? So mm-hmm. you... You get those if you get all if you if you manage to get rid of all the blue balls, you get a silver medal. 
if you get rid of all the blue balls and collect all the all the rings because you get rings anytime you make like a square out of the blues um you get a gold medal those medals are then used to purchase like the secret stuff which you know one of the secret things is dr robotnik's mean bean machine okay which not to like big spoiler for you but at one point in the game you actually have to play mean bean machine no yeah i saw the in the quick look yeah it was real cool like i i played that before i saw the quick look and that was just that was a really nice sort of just what the fuck is going on situation mhm um but yeah there's a bunch of different unlocks you can do you can actually unlock a mode where you can play as knuckles and knuckles oh right 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 which cuz off the bat, you can either play as Sonic, Tails, or Knuckles, or Sonic and Tails. But one of the secrets is you can unlock, you can play with any of the three with Knuckles also, including himself. So you can mm-hmm. play a game with two Knuckles. But uh, the other special stage is the Sonic CD, I want to say it was, special stage, where you have to chase a UFO. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know that at all. Yeah, it's basically, there, there's a bunch of blue orbs on the ground. You collect those to get faster. And then there's also rings, and you collect the rings to keep your time going. Uh, if your time reaches zero, it, the round's over and you lose. So it's basically just a big track, and you have to just follow this UFO that's holding a Chaos Emerald. Hmm, okay. Um, but, like, each level gets a little harder. Like, they add more obstacles and stuff like that. Um, and the tracks get a little different where, you know, there's more turns, so you have to pay you have to pay attention not only to where you're running, but where the UFO is going, so you don't end up, like going the long way around the track and letting it get way out in front of you. All right. Um, but, like, overall, like, I had a ton of fun playing through. I, I, I had enough fun that I didn't realize I was on the last level until I beat Robotnik. Hmm. That's cool. Like, it was just one of those, like, I was just ready for the next level to happen. Um, but then, like, once I finished it, I'm like, oh, no, you know what? That level was much longer, and that was a way different boss fight. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That was the end of the game. <laughs> Um, but it was also just normal enough that I can see how, like, that final boss fight is going to, like, finalize it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently a slightly different ending if you beat the game with, like, Knuckles and Knuckles than if you beat it with Sonic and Tails. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, like, definitely worth the $20. Like, I have gotten more than $20 worth of fun out of it so far, and I'm not done with it yet. Cool. Yeah, it, it's got a nice mix of old stages and, like, remixes. So the way that they do it is there's a bunch of, like, classic stages from, like, Sonic 1, 2, and 3 and stuff. Like, the mm-hmm. very first stage you play is Green Hill Zone, and the second one is Chemical Zone. Mm-hmm. So you have the first one of Sonic 1 and the second one of Sonic 2. Right. Um, the first act in each one, very classic into, like, what you remember those levels to be. The second one is just, it's very different. Like... In Chemical Zone, rather than it being, like, all just the purple chemicals that, like, act like water and kill you, um, it's, like, this gel stuff, where if you hit it when it's dark blue and bubbling, it kills you. If you hit a plunger, though, it turns, like, a light blue, and you bounce on it. You hit another plunger, it turns green, and you bounce even higher. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's enjoyable. You should you should definitely check it out. Yeah, I uh, might be something we get this weekend. We'll see. Yeah. Totally worth. I mean, for twenty bucks, totally worth it. It like mm-hmm. you can easily sit there and kill like three or four hours just playing old Sonic levels too. Well, not even old Sonic levels because there's plenty of new ones also. Right. Um, the other thing I've been playing though is Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Okay. Um, I'm I'm still really early. I'm I'm on chapter four, but like the chapters move pretty quickly. Um, up to this point, I I basically I'm at the point where it's just an open world at least for the time okay. being. Um, which did you ever finish Uncharted 4? 
Yeah, I finished Uncharted 4. Okay. So, um, where I'm at right now, I'm actually... So, the, the beginning of the game is what you saw in, like, that original, like, trailer. Like, Chloe going through the streets and everything like that, and the whole rooftop stuff, plus some extra. Okay. Then they get into, like, the jungle in India, and it's one of those, like... You have, like, the... the you, you literally have the same fucking truck they had in Uncharted 4. Winch cable and all. All right. Um, so far, I have not had any of those really shitty winch cable puzzles where, like, you have to, like, wrap it around a rock so that you could climb the fucking truck up a slope or whatever. Yeah. It's basically just been used to pull down, um... Okay. But, uh... It's fun. Like, it's more Uncharted. I just don't think that the characters have the same sort of chemistry that Drake had with Sully or with Elena. Okay, yeah, that's... Because I think that's the thing. I think, like, Nathan Drake just had that kind of, like, I don't, like, the charisma that character had, just he meshed well with every other character that you put him with. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I liked Chloe and Nadine in, like, the games that they were in, like, so far together, they're still kind of, like, they don't really know each other. Like, like, Chloe hired Nadine, basically, for this job. So mm -hmm. they're not friends or anything like that, but, like... You can tell that they're trying to lead up to that, like, by the end of the game, they're going to be. But they're still in just this kind of weird position where, like, all all their conversations feel a little just forced and stuff. And, you know, it's not ruining the game. Like, I'm having a good time with it. But I do miss just that really nice banter that, you know, Sully and Drake had, or Elena and Drake, or even Chloe and Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because even in that first game, like... Uh, like he knew Elena for a whole five minutes, and all of their banter was just really kind of, like, funny and engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just personally, I, I by the time I got to the, like, middle of Uncharted 4, I was like, I don't like this formula of gameplay mechanics and all that much more. I so, don't know if I feel like playing another one right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this one's shorter, which is kind of why I was all right going into it. Because rather than it being, like, 20 hours, it's only supposed to be about 8 yeah. Um, but and I also kept hearing that you know a good portion of the game is like this like open world where you can kind of just do like you know what you have have to do but you can do it how you want kind of like excuse me kind of like Zelda Breath of the Wild was. Mm-hmm. Excuse me again. Um, and it really is like you, they 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 aim you at a tower. You get to the tower. You get to the top of it, and then you you mark all these spots on your map. Um, okay. And, and that the map is literally just that. Like every time you find something. Chloe pulls it out and like draws draws it on the map. Yeah, I heard it did some cool stuff with the second character. Like they'll actually go pull the fucking lever for you rather than make you go find this last fucking switch yeah. that you need to pull or whatever. Yeah. Which is definitely a good thing that should have probably been in Uncharted Four, but Are you doing something with a can right now? Uh yeah, sorry cat knocked over a can now, you need to pick it up it's cool i just couldn't tell what that was in the background yep um but yeah so like for the in like the the car for instance when you're pulling the doors down um the first one you do yourself the second one like you lap you loop the thing around the door and then nadine's just like i'll take care of this one and she she as soon as you get out of the way she backs the truck up until the door gets ripped down cool and she's a little more useful in combat than the characters usually were like she'll actually run up and start shooting guys and stealth takedown and stuff like that which is nice um, I feel like the stealth stuff is, I don't know whether they plotted it out a little bit better, but I'm having a much easier time sneaking around this one than I did in Uncharted 4. Okay. Um, it It is a little predictable so far, though. Like, right now, there, there are three things that I have to go through, like, three, like, um, fortresses to get um, 
and like each one is basically you get to it, you you go through like a little bit of like a maze to like get into it proper, and then you have to take out a bunch of the bad guys' goons. And then once you take out his goons, you then go like do some puzzle stuff until you get to like this platform where you then have to. Um, it's like a spinning disc puzzle where you have to line it all up so it makes the picture, and then something happens to like the world. Like each time you did one, like another waterfall opened up or some shit like that. I've done two so far, so I, I have to head to the third one. They're not bad. Like they play well though. Like the the areas that like while it's super predictable, the areas just feel like they're laid out nicely. Okay, that's good. So like I whereas like Uncharted Four, I didn't have a ton of fun with like the stealth stuff. Like it felt a little more um like chory than yeah, it should same, have. Same. Um, this like the first one like. I actually had a really good time, you know, marking the guys and, like, plotting out, like, how I was going to take out certain guys without somebody else noticing. And, like, those, like, close calls where, like, I would I would run up real quick to try and grab somebody and then I'd see, like, the yellow indicator of somebody starting to notice me and have to, like, run back to, like, the trees I was hiding in. Okay. So, like, that that part of it so far is good. And, I mean, That's Uncharted, good. Uncharted's not a great shooter, but yeah. it yeah. shoots well enough that, like, it's not a bad time. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, the stories, like, outside of, like, Chloe and Nadine just not being that, like, interesting together yet, the story so far is interesting, because it's actually a little bit more, you know, it, it's it's not just, I'm trying to think of the right, right way to put this, it's, they're going after something that, like, I think is a little more interesting, like, it's like the lost horn of Shiva or something like that, or Sh- it's Shiva's son, the elephant Okay. Guy. So, like, you know, it, it's one of those, like, weird myths that's, like, not just, like, about treasure, even though the thing is worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's like, Drake was just always after fucking treasure. Like, he went to find Shambhala, or whatever, or Sh- Shangri-La, or, mm-hmm. to, like, El Dorado, or whatever the fucking thing they were looking for in the fourth one, in the third one. Um, like, it was always just about, like, some sort of treasure. This is, like, this is an actual, like, artifact from, you know, in ancient civilization. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be worth, you know, all of the money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, other than Uncharted, I, I did watch that Netflix Death Note movie. Okay. So I've never seen anything Death Note before. Like <laughs> I've got, got super, super low like information going into it. I, <laughs> I, I know the basic. Um not a good movie. Did not enjoy it. Don't necessarily think it had anything to do with the way they adapted it. I just think the actors were real bad. Okay. <laughs> it's like I could see I could see it being an interesting story had they had a little more time and better actors. But like like, the main characters, like, just none of them were very good. And, um, okay. it felt like, parts of it felt way too fast, and then other parts of it, like, the middle of the movie seemed to drag on, and then all of a sudden, just everything was going wrong. It's like, this was just paced really poorly. Like, I got super bored in the middle, and then all of a sudden, just everything fell apart for him. I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Like, none at fucking all. Yeah. But, I- I'm sure Richie will probably have more to say about that when he gets around to watching it, because he was all up in arms about it anyway. That he was. Um, trying to think. Oh, only other thing that I did this week, I, um, Erica and I went and we saw Annabelle Creation. Okay. Um, not bad con- considering like those movies aren't great. It was better than the last Annabelle. I don't know if you bothered watching that or not. Uh, fuck no. <laughs> um, I like the Conjurings. Like the the two Conjuring movies, I actually think are are kind of cool. Just because while they are completely fictitious, they have that weird um, like realism built into it because it's based on two people that were actually like doing the paranormal investigation stuff back then 
mm-hmm. like like Ed and Lorraine Warren are actually two real people that were doing that stuff, and it's like the stories are made up for the most part, but like a lot of the details are based on their actual cases. So like while like you know of like the people floating and all that shit are made up, like it's still just you know it, it's it's weirdly interesting. Um, yeah, the first I just have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no I, what were you gonna say? I, I just have no interest in horror movies in general. Fair enough. I understand. You, you probably pee your pants a little bit. No, I just find <laughs> them all mind-bogglingly boring and I mean, predictable. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. Like, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things, like, it's all about what you're into, so. Mm-hmm. There's no sense in me telling you, oh, well, you should watch this because it'll change your mind because it probably won't. Um, but this Annabelle one was just interesting because of it. It was less interesting because of the the horror element and more interesting just because of how fucked up everything was like it's um i guess it had to have been like late 50s early 60s um it was like this family this family like the the father like made like handcrafted dolls and they had like a, a young daughter and on their way back from church one day she gets fucking hit by a truck okay just fucking dead on the spot and um because like the they had gotten, like, a flat tire or some shit. And, um, so it, like, fast-forwards, like, a decade, and, like, the husband and wife still live in the house, and they've just opened it up to, like, in, uh, like a girl's orphanage, basically. Where it's, uh, two, four... It was six... Six orphan girls, and, like, the nun who takes care of all moved into their house. Because they had a really big house. Like, it was a super nice, like, farmhouse, like, in the middle of nowhere. Um, and just sort of, like... The weird shit going on with, like, the people that owned the house was more interesting than the whole paranormal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it actually, the way it ended it, it tied into the first Annabelle actually kind of cool. Like, I, I like I like the way it wrapped itself back around to that one so you can see how that one takes place after it. Because a lot of times, like, some of these movies just don't do a good job of that, and this one actually did a really good job of it. In a way that you wouldn't have expected either. Like, there's no point in the in this movie where you'd be watching and be like, oh, I see how this is going to fucking turn out. And then, like, the ending happens, you're like, oh, oh, fuck. That actually, okay. that, that fucking works. Look at that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically been my week. I meant to play uh, Guardians of the Galaxy episode three or four, whatever episode they're on, but I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I just haven't felt like it. Yeah. Like, I really, I really like Batman, but that Guardians one just hasn't really, like, grabbed me. That happens. <laughs> it's a shame, because I like the Guardians, but I don't know. Something about about the way Telltale's using them feels a little too much... It feels like they're trying to make it the movie a little too much, but without, sort of, the charm that the movies have. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm gonna try and get to it for next week. No promises. Yeah. I mean, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. I'm actually going to go see Green Day tomorrow. Nice. That's... Yeah. Probably a better use of time. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have seats, which is kind of a bummer. Where is it at? Uh, the, I don't know, the Tweeter Center, whatever the fuck okay. it's called now. Yeah. <laughs> the BT and, BB, is it BBNT or BTNT? BBNT. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that place. We're inside, at least, so if it rains or anything, it won't be bad, but. Yeah. I always like being, like, up front on the floor. Yeah. Like, it's just more fun. Yeah, the one time I saw Green Day there, being in the pit was fun. God, I don't, uh, this is like the sixth or seventh, seventh time I've seen Green Day. Nice. And th- this is only the second time I've had to see them from seats. <laughs> the only other time I had to see them from seats, it was when I let Vogel buy the tickets. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they put on a good show, so I'm looking forward to it either way. Yep. 
And I think that might be an episode, unless you have anything else. Nah, I don't have anything else. That was pretty short. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It's been one of those weeks, like, between work and stuff, like, I just didn't have a lot of time for much of anything. Yeah, same. I was working a lot of overtime the last couple weeks, so. It's not even so much overtime, it's just been, like, stupid shit where, like, normally, I, like, there's stuff I would do, like, during the day, and then, like, I would relax at night rather than, like, like I would play games during the day when, like, I had downtime. I just had, like, no downtime this week. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of sucked. I like downtime. Me too. Anyway, though, if you'd like to email us, you can do so by sending a message to social at one-quest.com. Or, mm-hmm. or you can find us on social media. We're at facebook.com slash onequestonline and at one underscore quest on Twitter. You can find all of our videos on youtube.com slash onequestvideo. You can find all of our content on onequest.com. Or, if you're feeling generous, you can always help support us by heading over to patreon.com slash onequest. I think that's all of that stuff. Um, yep. I, I, you might not have heard last week I, I mentioned it. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio now. Uh, I do believe I heard you say that. Yeah, so we're, you can find us on iHeartRadio and on TuneIn, along with oh. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, and everywhere else podcasts are served. Cool. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, we will be ben- back next week, probably with a little bit longer of an episode, because I'm sure Walnut will have a lot to say about the beach. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be all beach and death note from him. Is that what that's what the Outer Banks is, right? It's like a beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't know. I fucking that's too far away. I'm not driving the fuck to North Carolina. <laughs> it's islands and off the coast. We've we've got fucking beaches in New Jersey, right? They have funnel so cake. <laughs> that's all I care about. What more is there to want? Deep fried Oreos too, which they also have. Same place that has the funnel cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back.